This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So much of the COVID focus right now is on the acute cases, but with between 10 and 30% of COVID survivors ending up with long-term symptoms, critical care physician and pulmonologist Dr. Wes Ely says there's another crisis looming. That's coming up on today's episode of GIST Healthcare Daily. It's Monday, January 24th, and I'm Alex Olgan with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. There's another public health crisis, a quieter one within the COVID pandemic that lies ahead. The millions of people that are or will be suffering from long COVID. The symptoms range from fatigue or breathing-related issues to brain fog and can last a few weeks to several months. So much is unknown about the disease, what causes it, how long it lasts, and importantly, how to treat patients. To learn more about this, I talked with Dr. Wes Ely, a critical care physician and pulmonologist at Vanderbilt University and the Nashville VA Hospital. Ely has spent years researching cognitive issues that ICU patients develop during or after their stays, some of which appear similar to some long COVID symptoms. He just published a book called Every Deep Drawn Breath. Through patient stories, he chronicles his research and efforts to reform intensive care so that patients who survive these harrowing ICU stays don't end up leaving the ICU with debilitating dementia. He still treats patients in the ICU and was on the day we spoke. He's also now co-director of the Critical Illness, Brain Dysfunction, and Survivorship Center, which works and does research with these ICU patients who've developed delirium or dementia. The immediate capture of our mind is on the hospitalizations right now, what we have to be aware of is that there are going to be millions and millions of people chronically disabled from COVID. If you consider just the fact that one out of three survivors ends up with long COVID symptomatology around 100 days after the illness, and then we don't know how long that's going to last, but a lot of this brain fog is going to probably convert into an acquired dementia-like process, leaving people unable to have good executive function and memory which is going to make people lose their jobs and have to change their entire vocations. So it's going to be a tremendous upheaval in society. 
Dr. Ely, you're familiar with some of the long COVID symptoms because they look similar to what you've been studying, the ICU delirium and related dementia. Some patients that you wrote about in your book had such severe declines in their brain dysfunction after leaving the ICU that they couldn't do their jobs or other daily tasks anymore. So can you tell me what exactly is this post-intensive care syndrome? Post-intensive care syndrome, PICS is really, I'll define it, is really a problem that, are, that accrues in a person who gets in the hospital. So they come in for one reason and they leave with PICS. So you come in with pneumonia or a kidney infection or something like that, a heart attack. And while I'm caring for you, you accrue acquired dementia, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. Those are the neck up pieces of PICS. And then neck down is a muscle and nerve disease that leads you, leaves you disabled and unable to kind of walk up steps or even get around in your neighborhood. So this PICS issue is something that we now have known about since the 2000s. Teresa Martin, my first index patient with this, who is described very clearly in this book that I wrote during COVID called Every Deep Drawn Breath, was cared for in 1989-1990. So that's 30 years ago. And she lived the entire rest of her life in and out of wheelchairs with her son, Travis, trying to help her get into the house, trying to get her from one job to the other. His whole life was changed. Many COVID patients are ending up in ICUs across the country for long stays. So what's the overlap between PICS and long COVID? So I wrote a piece in Stat News, and in there I featured three patients, Ray and Carolyn and Pam. And Ray has PICS. But he never, three months later, developed really the issues of long COVID, whereas Pam never got in the ICU, so she doesn't have PICS because she can't have post-intensive care syndrome unless she went to the intensive care of the hospital. But she has raging long COVID, and it's ruined her life, essentially. She was a scientist, and now she had to retire in early, in her early 50s, from this really illustrious career as a, as a scientist. And Carolyn has both. She went to the ICU, and that was hard enough for her to kind of recover from, be able to walk again and think again and even go to her job again. And then 100 days later, whatever happened to her immune system, COVID, kind of attacked her body and left her newly disabled. And so she has both PICS and long COVID. They are distinct over and overlapping at the same time. Since there are similarities between PICS and long COVID, is the Critical Illness, Brain Dysfunction, and Survivorship Center, which you co-direct, also doing long COVID research? We are doing many millions of dollars of NIH and VA-funded research right now to try and track and understand the sort of quality, qual qualitative and quantitative aspects of long COVID. We, are, we have a whole bank of people. We have 120 researchers in our SIB center here at Vanderbilt University. And our website, by the way, if you just Google ICU delirium, you'll find our website, which is icudelirium.org. And we're learning an immense amount about the sort of long-term cognitive impairment that these patients are experiencing. And we actually have support groups, which help the survivors to kind of pick up the pieces of their life. This is something though, that we are now invested in for the long haul. And I was just thinking earlier today, how hard it is to realize that we're now talking about the duration of our pandemic life in terms of years and not months.
There are dozens of health systems across the country that have opened these long COVID clinics. Are the researchers at the Sib Center collaborating with other long COVID clinics to develop and share best practices? Yes, we are. And Carla Steven, who's an ICU doctor here at Vanderbilt, and Jim Jackson, who's the neuropsychologist who run our ICU recovery center, are working with other physicians around the country to try and standardize the approach that we take in these long COVID clinics. So many of the ICU recovery centers that used to see the PICS patients are now also seeing the long COVID patients. And then other people have just set up pure out long COVID clinics. So there's a lot of overlap, but people are cross communicating and trying to do the best that to to learn from each other and avoid pitfalls. Long COVID is not a well-defined disease, and it's hard to know how to treat a disease that you as a provider are still learning about. Providers will likely be dealing with this for a long time, though. So since you were treating ICU patients with an unknown disease PICS, I'm wondering if you have any advice for providers treating long COVID patients. My advice to the healthcare professionals seeing these patients is first and foremost to remember that they are the experts of their own illness. And while since 2012, we've had the definition of PICS, that was when we started defining PICS about a decade ago, we just recently got to long COVID. And it's the first thing in medical history that was really defined by the patients because they were clamoring all over social media saying, wait a minute, what is wrong with me? And why is my doctor saying that nothing's wrong with me? And what I have found is that a lot of these patients don't kind of read the book on the illnesses so that, so to speak, like for POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, it's a problem when your heart races and goes up and down all throughout the day with no particular reason. There are certain clinical criteria or thresholds for it. And many of my patients, including Pam in the Stat News article, was just under those thresholds. So we would say to her, "Um, you don't have POTS, but she obviously has POTS. She just doesn't meet the criteria. So let's not discount or silence these people, they are suffering and they're suffering so much. And really when we silence them and tell them there's nothing wrong, it's really, Alex, a form of testimonial injustice, isn't it? We need to listen and care for them and love them and never abandon them and be compassionate and do everything we can to lift them up to help them heal. Many of these patients, yes, need medical treatment, but they're also going through all kinds of these big life changes, and some may need to apply for disability or deal with insurance. I understand that the proceeds from your book are going towards helping these patients navigate their social needs. Can you explain to me how the Sib Center is doing that? We're setting up an endowment so that we can hire insurance workers and disability specialists to help these people pick up the pieces of their life. And when they come to our support groups, which are all offered for free, by the way, we help them figure out how do they get that disability, how they keep the lights on at their house when they lose their job and don't have any money for gas and that sort of thing. So really, this is all a humanitarian effort and we know we're all in it together. We are finding that insurance companies are coming around to understanding that they they do need to pay for these patients' long COVID symptoms. There now are DRG codes for long COVID. And when my patients leave the hospital, the coders in the hospital put in long COVID codes so that they can get reimbursed. But we're not all the way there yet. This is still a work in progress. So it's it's starting to get better, but the nightmares, and if the long COVID patients are listening right here, I hear you. You're going through so much suffering. You're not getting the sort of, of reimbursement and ease of access that you need. And we've got to start fixing the system in the United States and beyond. 
What about on the policy side? What could policymakers be doing to help long COVID patients? Policymakers need to do two things, many things, but two things would be that we have to do a better job of tracking the development of PICs and long COVID. So we have to set up ways of, from a public health perspective, of measuring this so that we can keep up with the overall numbers and then understand why we don't have people filling jobs in the United States because they're disabled. It's not that they're just sitting home waiting on another stimulus paycheck like people have joked about and gotten mad about. These are people who are hurting. And the second thing is that we have to figure out a way to help these people get back what they lost. But we also in society have to reach out very actively, especially to the people of the socio, lower socioeconomic class, people of color, people of lower educational um, means, and people who even are living, for example, in food deserts where they, don't, they can't get good nutrition to rebuild the sinew of their body that has been lost. And I just hope that we can really focus on these aspects. That was Dr. Wes Ely, a critical care physician and pulmonologist at Vanderbilt University and the Nashville VA Hospital. He's also co-director of the Critical Illness, Brain Dysfunction, and Survivorship Center. He's also the author of the newly released book, Every Deep Drawn Breath. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.